0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. Broadcasting from their state-of-the-art studios in Costa Mesa, California. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, of CEOs running middle market firms to make better and more informed business decisions. And we do that by interviewing peers and subject matter experts who have experiences that you can learn from. That is certainly the case with our first guest today. MJ Hong. She is the owner of The Wine Artist. MJ, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you so much, Rick. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: It's a pleasure to have you here. And let's start simply by asking you to tell us a little bit about your professional background. How did you, what did you do to get to this point in your career?
2: So prior to The Wine Artist, I worked for um, a manufacturing uh, company in Irvine for about 13 years. And how I got into that uh, company was I went to college late in life. I kind of found myself being a single parent and mm-hmm. no education and, and no job and decided that I need to you know go back to school. At that time, I was going to college, and a friend of mine just happened to be in that company working in the accounting and asked me if I wanted to come and earn some holiday money during winter break. Okay. So I came in as a temp, just a file clerk, and doing some filing and copying, very general you know, uh, clerical duties, mm-hmm. and that's how I got into the company. And then from there, I stayed there for about 13 years.
1: Did you finish your degree? I did. Congratulations. Thank you. That's very difficult later in life to go back. Yes. My wife did that after our children were born. She went back and graduated from Cal State Fullerton.
2: Okay. So did Wonderful. you go to school here in Southern California? I went to Chapman University. Oh, I
1: love Chapman. Big fans of <laughs> Chapman. Yay, let's hear it for Yay. Chapman. So you probably, uh, I know my wife felt it very invigorating to be back on campus, but she also found it a little bit intimidating at times because of... You know, not being always the same age profile. Yeah, I was about
2: them. 10 years older Exactly. than everybody else. So while they were focusing on college life and so forth, my goal was to get in class.
1: Get good grades. Get, yeah,
2: and leave right <laughs> and tend to my daughter.
1: Right, get to the rest yeah. of the things that exactly. you have in your life. Yeah, my wife is the same way. I, I applaud anyone who goes back to school while they're managing a full-time job or a part-time job. It's hard. It was hard enough for me to get through college when that's all I had to do.
3: Exactly. Uh,
1: so I, I give you that. That's great. So how did you go? From that experience to now being an entrepreneur, I, we're going to talk about your firm in a minute, but before mm-hmm. we get there, just what was it that's, that caused you to say, I think I have a better idea than
2: Yeah, you money. know, I had an uh, amazing experience with that company. You know, when I went in as a file clerk, I had an opportunity to uh, work in the accounting department, and because I was going for uh, legal studies at Chapman, I had an opportunity to help with all the uh, legal claims there on the product oh, wow. liability. Wow. So I got exposure to the board of directors, got exposure to the rights, you know, people I needed, you know, in the corporation. Uh-huh. And throughout the next uh, 12 years, I had an opportunity to lead the human resource department, the legal department, did some executive training, led um, company-wide continuous improvement efforts. And then the last two, well, it was the two years, I actually had an opportunity to lead the customer care department and um, be responsible for order fulfillment well you're
1: quite the success story there right
2: so i think that kind of helped me you know uh-huh. prepare for my entrepreneurial okay endeavors
1: well i bet they were sorry to see you leave it sounds like you were a multi-purpose multi-talented was, I, I mean i
2: was very grateful for for that company but i think at that time around 2009 i think just like any other company it was going through some financial hardships yes um and with that comes you know there was new owners new management personnel and so forth. Okay. So as director of HR you know when you've built that culture for so long i just knew that a change was needed around that time.
1: All right, so let's talk and i'm speaking with MJ Hong. She is the owner of the Wine Artist. Tell me about the Wine Artist. Tell me why people do business with you, you know, why would they select you over maybe others who offer a similar or a different type of product but would fill the same niche, and tell us a little bit about what The Wine Artist is about.
2: Sure, Uh, we are a private event venue and winery located in Lake Forest, we don't operate like a restaurant or a wine bar, so we are truly a private event venue, so whether we have events for 20 people or 100 people, we only um, have one event at a time. We have uh, corporate events, bridal events, uh, weddings, showers, fundraisers, pretty much whatever you need a space for an event. We have full catering. We also have wine tasting. And we are also at wineries. We actually make wine on the premises. Um, Then we have a fine wine bottling experience where... Uh, your guests uh, get to pick a wine, then they uh, fill the wine, they cork it, they put the seal, and then they can put the customized label. So whether it's a corporate label or someone's birthday, um, everybody can partake in that fun wine bottling experience. So that's what differentiates us from other venues.
1: Okay, so we're going to we're gonna have to take a couple steps backwards, and we have about two minutes until the next break. But let me ask you, how do you go from being an HR professional to owning a venue wine bar vineyard all that I mean yeah. w- what happened
2: it's I think that the people being in HR you still have a lot of interaction with people and that's my passion and love I really wanted to focus on a business when I knew that I wanted to it wasn't uh, it was time for me to leave I just knew it wasn't right for me at the right time to go to another company okay. I just thought you know what this is the time for me to start my business
1: but how did you select this business?
2: I actually wanted to do something in the food industry or service industry. So I looked at, you know, catering companies, the franchises, the coffee shops. I looked at so many other businesses. When I walked into the Wine Artist, it was just kind of like when you found your home. Mm -hmm. I walked in and knew. I need, to, this is what was meant for me.
1: So was the wine artist an ongoing concern? It was.
2: It, oh, actually, it was an uh, existing business okay. that I took over. Okay. So it was for sale. Okay. And then I found out about the business while I was going through, you know, uh, looking at uh, different companies to purchase.
1: All right. Well, we're going to take, I've got a lot of follow-up questions, MJ. So, uh, And I love the fact that we have many other questions written, and we're going to blend my th- questions in my head with the questions that are in front of me, and we're going to have a great interview Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. M.J. Hong, who is the owner of The Wine Artist, is our first guest on Critical Mass Radio Show. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors.
0: Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. When it comes to safety and stability, CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willey of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we're a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs, Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.combancal.com. Member IC.
4: Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714 560 560 9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's succession-strategies.com
0: Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO Peer Groups. His second book,
1: And welcome back to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 13,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live, of course, here on Internet Radio Station, OC net, broadcasting from their state-of-the-art studios in the tech space facilities in Costa Mesa, or they can be rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. I would ask if you're an iTunes subscriber and you listen to the Critical Mass radio shows through iTunes, if you wouldn't mind writing a short review and rating us, it would be greatly appreciated as we're making an effort this month to continue to expand our iTunes footprint. All right, M.J. Hong is our guest and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, during the break we had such an interesting and ranging conversation <laughs> that we've decided to bring her back at some point later this year to get to all the stuff that we're not going to have time to talk about. Okay, during the break, MJ, we were saying you decided to change careers, buy a business in 2009 when things were certainly uncertain. What was the feedback of your, of your circle of friends and family about this decision?
2: Oh, they thought I was crazy. You know, in 2009, we have so many businesses that were failing already. Right. You know, big corporations like my, you know, the companies that I work for were having some hardships. So, you know, imagine the small business owners and, and trying to start a business, especially my business. It's a nice to have, not a must. Right. So that's even a more challenge, you know, at that time.
1: And you really had no formal exp- business experience running this type of a venture, did you? Correct. Okay.
2: Um, the great thing is, I, you know, had the, the administration background because of being, you know, in HR and legal, I knew how to set up businesses and so forth. That was about, you know, my expertise. But then as we know, running a business is, you know, sales, marketing, finance, that's the real challenge. And I really didn't have too many experience with that.
1: And you said when you went in, you knew this was the right business for you to buy, right? Yeah. Why?
2: It was just this feeling that I had. I can't explain it. It's just kind of like when I bought my house you look at so many houses and you walk into a house and said you know what this is it really now having said that i walked away when i first saw this business because it's a big endeavor i you know as a small business owner you want to start small right and i was looking for a small thousand two thousand square foot facility this is about six thousand square foot facility wow and it's a full winery in it
1: lake a, forest yes okay so the winery was there Hmm. okay
2: and it was just a big it was just one of those dream and like Wow, this was you know would be so nice to own one day. So I walked away because I knew that I just wouldn't be able to to tackle that. But I think as I walked away and started continuing to look for other businesses, mm-hmm. I just always kind of went back to I didn't want to regret in life because you know I was still young, still healthy. My daughter was uh, actually an adult at that time. And that's why I waited for so long actually to do this right. because as a single parent, you can't take risks like that. Right. You need a stable job, insurance. Yes. But I just didn't want to have regrets. No matter what happens, I just didn't want to have that regrets. And I think I would have regretted that more, me not t- mm-hmm. going after it and, and seeing what happens.
1: And you're lucky that no one else bought it in the time frame yeah. that you were doing your other thing. I mean, everybody
2: else was sane. Right. Well,
1: <laughs> maybe not. Maybe they, maybe they didn't see what you saw. Obviously, yeah. you're here now, and they're not. So... um there are many people that listen to this show. We program it for CEOs <clears throat> excuse me, and top executives of middle market companies, but I know a lot of corporate executives also listen to our show. So they may be thinking, wow, MJ has done what I would like to do. Off the top of your head, any advice or something that you would suggest to them? I mean, it sounds like follow your gut is one of them, but is there anything else that you could give to them that maybe would inspire them and help them get comfortable with the idea of giving up the safe corporate job?
2: Yeah, I think the biggest done. mistake uh, that I made is, you know, trying to work on my business instead of in my business. That was the biggest challenge for me. Okay. When you go from corporate, you know, from transition from corporate, when you do have the sales department, marketing department, and so forth, you go to a small business, you're kind of all in one. Right. Um, so it was really a challenge to not surround myself with the people that I needed to help me at the mm. very beginning because you think that you can do it all right and that probably also stems from my personality being a single parent being able to do everything on my own Mm -hmm. that was just my personality of thinking that well this is you know i can do this on my own
1: did it come with a staff
2: it did not and so the great thing about my business it's not a restaurant where i have to keep it fully staffed if i don't have an event okay i don't need to be there okay um but it was just more of a struggle as you know, The thing is surround yourself with the people early okay. in your business yes. and don't, it's okay to ask for help and oh. don't try to do everything on your own because right. that's really the first. Well, the other thing going back, my uh, challenge was I stayed with my corporate job for the first year.
5: Ooh. That ooh, was a no-no as yeah, well. Yeah. Okay,
2: so that's another one. Bang the yes, gong, Mr. Yes, Engineer, yes. This is a
1: learning moment. If yes. you're going to do it, you have to be all in, yes. right? So
2: that was actually, a, I just as I'm talking, I just realized that was my first mistake.
1: That is huge.
2: And because it's that safety net. Yeah. Right? Right. And you understand why people do that is, you know, no insurance. You know, you have a, I was at a very nice executive. Right. You so worked
1: was, your way yeah. up in the company. It's hard to give that up.
2: It's hard to give that you up. You earned that. Yeah. So... And, and, and in doing that, because I didn't focus so much and because I had this other income, I let myself go the first couple of years because uh-huh. I had that steady income. Mm-hmm. I didn't focus on my capital and figure out, wow, money's not coming in or it's not like, you know, in, in business, you just have to show up and you get paid regardless right, right. any position. And so I learned that the hard way the first year staying there. So that kind of kept me behind mm-hmm. the first year. Then the second year being on my own, it was like, What am I doing? (laughs) Right? Because now you're all in. Yes.
1: Yeah. And
2: then at that time, I just was trying to stay afloat of learning everything about the business. So that was my second year. This is actually my fourth year going in.
1: So when did you feel like, okay? I think, you know what's interesting
2: is this past year is when I started transitioning a little bit more. Okay. And I think it's because I started surrounding myself people mm-hmm. that was um, going to be influential to me for,
1: I, uh, for my business. I, I've always been in CEO peer groups, and when I started this business in 2007, I remember in those early days, uh, in the first couple of years, some of the entrepreneurs who'd been just a little bit ahead of me in building their business, they said, you know, I can remember one lady who said, she was in her sixth year, she said, you know, I really didn't feel safe in this business for five years. It took mm-hmm. me five years to get mm-hmm. to a point where I thought, okay, now I got a business that is, it's gonna be here to stay for a while, right? And and, and I thought, oh, it's not gonna take me five years. But it was it weird. It, about it's at hard. the five year mm-hmm. anniversary, I said, okay, now. And this is my
2: fourth year. Yeah, so, so now... I'm kind of getting into that rhythm and surrounding myself. And just that learning curve is, if I can ask or um, let everybody know, is you never wanna stop learning. I think that was the biggest lesson. You get too comfortable. Right. And how I moved up in my corporation was, I never got comfortable. Every couple of years, I wanted to seek new things and focus, and I lost that because I lost myself uh-huh. in trying to you know, have the business stay afloat. Right. And so I think this past year, I really um, reshifted my focus and decided to go back to learning. How do you of,
1: bring customers in?
2: So what I uh, do is uh, when I first started the business, um, the, the pros and cons of the business was the con is the location. It's in a business park, so you don't have the people that kind of walk in off okay. the street. So because of that, what I did was um, started cooking classes. And that actually is what really saved my business the past couple of years. Wow. Because it was a low-entry way, the funnel, if you right. look at the marketing and sales funnel, right. I had people come in doing cooking classes and thought, wow, this we had so much fun. Then they would come back to do private cooking classes for their uh, companies or a girls' night out or... Realize that I was there for showers or weddings and so forth. Okay. So half of my business really comes from referrals and repeat business.
1: Good for you. That says a lot about the value you deliver when you get them in your four walls. Yeah. And how much have you learned about the industry and what you're doing in four years? I mean,
2: you know, I I can't say I learned a lot about the industry. Okay. Because I'm so, I'm still kind of in that business. Right. I still haven't, you know, crafted the, you know. Being uh, working on my business. I'm still working on that. So because of that, I don't really have a chance to really venture out and, okay. and um, network regarding my industry.
1: Right, but in your in your business, were you surprised that some of the things that you didn't think would be that popular or be, become popular? And I mean, did you know when you bought it, cooking classes are going to be the thing I'm no, going to use to launch no, it? No,
2: because I realized really quick people weren't walking in and I thought, well, I can't just sit here and wait for people to walk in. I have to come up with different avenues for people to you know, come in the venue. Okay. My business is not about advertising and magazines; it's about having people walk in the venue, right? Uh, to really see the the atmosphere because it's a Tuscan style theme winery Ooh, in a I business that.
5: park. Yeah. So right.
2: it's very different, and half my business are uh, corporate. So corporate clients love that because they're used to you know being in a business park, and you walk in, it's like, oh wow, I'm in, I'm escaped to uh, you know a Tuscan theme it's winery, tuscan like
1: oasis. Yeah, I love a the Tuscan theme. That sounds great. We're gonna take our second commercial break. And I'm going to make an offer, MJ. Would you be able to stay with us for the next segment? Yeah, I can. All right. So we have plenty of questions for MJ Hong, the owner of The Wine Artist. And we're going to get to them after these words from our commercial sponsors here on Critical Mass Radio Show.
5: When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results a cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge, with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information.
3: If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Uh, We're having such a fun time here in the studio with MJ Hong. She is the owner of the wine artist that I missed the uh, engineer's cue to start talking. So I apologize for that, but I'm sure Crystal, our producer, will fix it in post, as they say. And welcome back to this edition. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio program may be your answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our show. Last month, we delivered over 37,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions. To learn more, contact our VP of Sales, Rose Chamora, at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. All of the archives of our radio shows can be found simply by going to criticalmass4forbusiness.com. On the homepage, you'll see a splash banner that says, you know, listen to our radio show archives, and that's where you'll find them. As I said, M.J. Hong, owner of The Wine Artist, is our guest. Um, During the break, M.J., we were talking about your experience and how being surrounded by people who can help you with your business has been so valuable. Can you give us an example of that recently or a person that you've met within the past year that has been beneficial?
2: Yeah, I I think... um and again, this is just a, a recent evolution of, you know, when I talked earlier about trying to do everything on my own and, and realizing that you need to ask for help or, or surround yourself with people who may, you know, provide suggestions and so forth. So what I've done is, you know, really trying to focus on, you know, what I realize is whatever goals you have in life, whether it's you want to be a millionaire, you want to run a marathon or you want to quit smoking, surround yourself with people who've already been there and done that. Okay. To help you support Their and guide you. Right? Exactly. Right. Because if I... If my goal is to run a marathon, but I'm surrounding myself every day with people who've never even ran a 5K, they won't know what the achievement is and the goal, and, and really, um, I don't think they'll be able to support you as much as somebody who's at, at least finished, you know, running a marathon. Mm-hmm. Same thing with if you want to run a million, you know, have an income of five hundred thousand or have a million dollar business, you need to surround yourself with people who've already been there and done that. That can um, help you along the way, and then give their lessons learned as well.
1: Right. I I think of it. If you're taking a trip somewhere, it's nice to have the GPS program to tell you where to go. Not that a business advisor to tell you turn left, turn right, but sometimes they make suggested routes, and you can choose to take that route or go in a different direction, but it's at least nice to have somebody who mm-hmm. can share. Yeah, you know, I think experience is the best teacher, but in business, some be- some lessons business lessons are best learned vicariously through Mm -hmm. the experiences of others
2: of course so
1: you know we have a a mutual friend terry sawyer who is is who's embodies the kind of people that you right so
2: i recently uh met terry and one of the things as i you know said surrounding yourself with positive people she's somebody that i just met recently at our pr divas event and she is somebody who embodies just giving and not you know looking for anything in return just always, you know, being informative, supporting you, and um, providing business referrals. And this is how I met you: is she just sent an email and said, "Hey, I have somebody that could be, I think, perfect for the show." Right. And you were so great, you emailed me that, you know, that same day, and here I am.
1: Right. And and I find, I've been, I've met a lot of people since I met Terry through Terry, and it's a common thing that people say about her is that she gives willingly a Great valuable information, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. she really is helpful. So it, it, it's great to have those kind of people in the business community, and, and Terry Sawyer is certainly one of those. MJ Hong is our guest here on the uh, radio program. She's the owner of The Wine Artist. So let me ask you about your business philosophy. We call it the guiding principle question here on Critical Mass Radio Show. In other words, You've learned a lot in your professional career as an entrepreneur now, and have you developed kind of an overarching belief system or a philosophy for how you're leading and growing your firm? And can you share that?
2: Sure. I think the biggest um, learning lesson, and this is just goes for any kind of business, is creating that experience for the customer. I kind of refer back to I, I love this quote by Maya Angelou, where's you know people forget what you do and people forget what you say, but they never forget how you made them feel Mm. and so to make sure that you give them that feeling of having that great experience and i think that's my my guiding um, principle and philosophy
1: and that works perfectly for the uh space that you're in exactly so let's talk about the space that you're in you're in lake forest Mm -hmm. and you say you're in a business park so give us a for those in Orange County who know Lake Forest and for those around the world, you need to come out here and visit because Orange County's got a lot of great places like Disneyland. But let's talk about Lake Forest. Yeah.
2: So Lake Forest, we um, I am off of Bake Parkway, which okay. is just one exit away from the Irvine Spectrum. Sure. So about two miles, if you know where Irvine Spectrum is, not too far. Right. There. I think a lot of times when people think of Lake Forest, they think it's this far city. Um, but they don't realize how close it is to Irvine.
1: You know, we're going to be having uh, later this year one of their... Econ- well, I think it's she's their director of economic development, and um, I'm, I met with her and I kind of got to see how pro-business Lake Forest as a community mm-hmm. here in Orange County really is. I mean, there are some major brands, global brands yes. like Oakley that yep. are there, Del Taco that's there. Yep. But,
3: Wet
2: Seal, we got Toshiba, which is... So it's a, it's a borderline Irvine Lake Forest. It's a very small community.
1: Right, but they're very... My sense is that Lake Forest really wants all business leaders to be successful, whether you're running Oakley or you're running a middle market company or you're an entrepreneurial startup. Correct. My my sense is so, and you have property there that you're responsible for, right? You Correct. have physical space. Yes. So, yes. Um, I guess off the record, but we're broadcasting it live, so keep that in mind, MJ. <laughs> how has the relationship been with Lake for the city yeah. of Lake Forest?
2: Actually, it's you know, um, I'm actually having a Lake Forest Chamber mixer next week. Okay. So I. I focused a lot on, uh, I didn't get involved with a lot of the chamber uh, events because Uh it's a smaller community, but this year I decided to focus a little bit more on the Lake Forest community and see how we can all kind of work together. Right. So next week I'm excited to host a, a chamber mixer so I get to, you know, meet a lot of the business you know, entrepreneurs around Lake Forest as well. So that should
1: work well that. with you based on your experience of when you get people in the door and they have a good time, yeah. they begin to refer and come back. Exactly. So, this is a great exactly. opportunity for you to yeah. spread your wings. And in.
2: for my business, it's a little different than the normal uh, restaurant or retail. In a retail or restaurant, you're interacting with that one person that you have right. to satisfy. Right. My business, whether it's 20 or 100, I got to make sure that I focus more on the entire. Everybody who's in the venue and not the one person. Right. So it's really more important for me when I talk about that creating that experience that you're not only focusing on the host but you have to also focus on everybody who attended mm. that event as well.
1: Yeah, you know, I think event planning and have, hosting events is a challenge because you're only as good as the last event, right? Definitely. In the minds of your clients. Definitely. And every time the bar gets moved a little bit, right? If we had a mm-hmm. great time last time, we come next year. That time, we need something more. Exactly. Right? It was good that time, but I've seen this something before. Something different. Yeah, keep it fresh. Yeah,
2: and, and that's why we have to, you know, for me, I have to be so creative in my marketing um, ideas. And then, you know, The cooking classes was an, uh, a marketing idea where we didn't, when I purchased the business, it wasn't there before. It was just strictly a private event venue, and I realized, you know what, I needed to draw people in. Okay. So I started doing the cooking classes or teaching cooking classes. Um, I think it comes from me, the love of teaching when I did the executive training and continuous improvement training.
1: What kind of cooking classes?
2: Um, Actually, they're all theme-based. So tonight I'm actually uh, teaching a Taste of Spain class. So we're going to make paella, we're going to make sangria, empanadas, and gazpacho. Then it could be a taste of Italy, uh, Mediterranean, um, Indian, Thai. So I really focus on theme Uh because I think people just have more fun of entertaining. So my my, uh, focus is teaching people how to entertain, not just the cooking. You know, there's the wine component, there's the entertaining, the plating, and so forth. So I really focus on how to create that experience again. Going back to the experience, not just about cooking. It's about thinking about the people that are there and creating that wonderful experience for them. Sounds
1: like you have a little show person in you, yeah. too. <laughs> you like you like to be in front of a group?
2: Uh, you know, I love the interaction. Okay. I don't like the I'm not. I don't like to be in the spotlight. Okay. But I love the one-on-one interaction.
1: Okay. And, and how many people passion. do you usually get at a cooking
2: class? Uh, usually, when it's a public class, I um, only hold no more than ten because okay. I really like the intimacy. Right. And again, right. I want that experience. So when they leave, it's like, wow, what a fun event. I think people also like it because you know I am the wine artist, so I offer for wine, and so I think they also like that as well. Something right. different right. than any other cooking classes. Uh-huh. When I have a, uh, then when I have a uh, private events, then you know it could be. 12 15 or so okay. i do have cooking classes and
1: how often do you do your public cooking classes
2: uh about once once a week at least and then oh. depending on my schedule um i sometimes do twice a week like this time i'm doing twice a week
1: and you teach them all
2: i do uh the so reason you must why, be like a
1: great cook uh,
2: yeah i you know I, it's not the cook i just love the entertainment part okay. i love to socialize when i when you asked me earlier why did i do the wine artist uh-huh. i love to socialize and i love to entertain so I think I chose this right. business because it was an entertaining component. Right. Now, if I was if I bought a restaurant and I was in the back cooking all day, <laughs> that's not my personality. Okay. So it's not really the cooking that interested me. Okay. It's the so, the entertaining and socializing and creating that experience for people. That's what's what I'm passionate about.
1: Okay, Mr. Engineer, we would need to bang the gong again because that's That's a teachable moment for entrepreneurs ready to get into a business. you got to kind of love the demands of the position, right? Mm -hmm. you got to find a business that matches your interests. Not just your capabilities, but what you like to do, because you're going to do it a lot.
4: Yeah, and
2: and again, I was looking at restaurants, but I just kept on thinking, like, can I see myself, you know, if I looked at a coffee coffee shop making coffee all day, or, you know, being in the back cooking all day. I said, no, that's not what my passion is.
1: Wow, so you found something that...
2: Yeah, it's it. that teaching as well component. Wow. Um, I just love that, and I think you know that's what I'm passionate about, and people see that.
1: We have about a minute left, and, but I want to circle back, too, that not only did you take the business model that you purchased, but you quickly figured out how to add a service to it that maybe at the time was out of... I don't want to say desperation, but you know, it was kinda of like I need to raise some cash oh, or get cash flow yeah. coming here. Yeah, and then because it because ends up being it away. Mm-hmm. Then it ends up being this genius marketing idea, right, that yeah. halos the whole rest of the business. It
2: does. And then when we come back I'll tell you about a second thing that I did to you know, well, draw more good. people She
1: in. should be in radio. She knows how to do the tease. I like that. All right. You heard MJ Hong. She says she's gonna get some good information <laughs> for those of you that are listening live. Don't go anywhere. And if you're listening to us as a podcast, you clearly will be around, I hope, after these words from our commercial sponsors
6: there's something uniquely positive about the word up when things are good things are looking up when you want to go fast you speed up and when you're really cheering you stand up so when you want to move up what do you do well when it comes to getting your bachelor's degree or master's degree there's one university that stacks up better than virtually everyone else and that university is Brampton Brandman University is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. And it ranked best in the state of California. Brandman also received top honors from U.S. News and World Report for our online graduate programs in business and education. Plus, our programs are available on ground at more than 25 convenient campuses. So to wrap things up, we recommend you look us up at brandman.edu. That's brandman.edu. And find out how to move up like never before.
1: and produces a vibrant, interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com.
4: Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance, Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. MJ Hong, owner of The Wine Artist, is our guest. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 13,000 shows during the last 30 days, and we here at the program appreciate your continued and obviously growing support. Before the break, MJ said she had one other thing that she wanted to share with you, and I know you've been just waiting for the commercial. And so that you could hear it. MJ, let's continue the story.
2: Yeah. So one um, aspect, as I mentioned, was uh, adding the cooking class component, and the other one was um, adding a monthly themed wine tasting event that's open to the public. So because we're a private event venue, people you know, love the venue and the uh, atmosphere, but they're not able to come in to do wine tasting. So every month I um, host a different wine tasting event, and about forty to fifty people that attend, and it's a different theme. So it could be fondue and wine theme mm-hmm. I had for Valentine's. It could be cupcakes and wine, painting and wine, um, Spain uh, tapas and wine. Um, so every month, and I draw different people, different crowds. Okay. Like because of if I had say cupcakes and wine, it would be its majority. Like f- of the fifty people, forty-five women that attend. So I don't have a lot of the males that attend okay so then each month i rotate the theme to to really um highlight different clientele
1: where does the wine come from then
2: we actually make it
1: so all the wine you serve? yes
2: yes we are a For winery we make it there on the premises well, that so, winery is bigger than yeah. I had imagined. So it's AMC. not a vineyard. I think that's I where they... So you're not like, growing it. Yeah. So people right. always, you know, middle of parking lot in Lake Forest, where's your vineyard? <laughs>
1: On the roof. It's
2: like, oh, it's in the back parking lot, <laughs> yeah. not in the front.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so, so what you- we
2: do is we, uh, I purchase the grape juice. So I can purchase the Cabernet juice, you know, uh, Chardonnay juice and called Must, uh-huh. and then I make it and age it there. So red wines age minimum of two years and white wine minimum of a year before I can serve it, too. So, so
1: did you have to build a backlog, an inventory of wine?
2: No. Luckily, when I purchased the business, they already had the inventory. Okay.
1: okay. So that so was that, part of what exactly, you purchased.
2: Exactly. I also oh, purchased a lot of wow. wine, bulk wine.
1: As an entrepreneur, you have to figure out what's the value of the bulk wine. Yeah, because
2: it... if I had made the wine, I wouldn't be able to serve it for two years, so I wouldn't have anything to serve. So right. I had to purchase the pre-existing wine and right. then continue making my... Right. wine, kind of thinking ahead a year or two in so advance.
1: So did, did they have the formula for how you made it? Yeah, everything products? is it's okay. very
2: simple and you know, we have all the training, so my background is not the, you know, vineyard management or any kind of wine background.
1: So what know? was it like when you cracked the first bottle of wine that you bottled?
2: It's fulfilling. It really yeah, is. Right. Right? Because I mean, that it's was like such- wow, yeah. It's like, wow, I made this, right? right? And
1: it's good. Yeah. It doesn't suck. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They're all good. I don't have to write that inventory off. Exactly. That would be a bad day.
2: And of course, you know, it's funny when everybody, when I first purchased the the business, you know, I had a white wine bottling parties. People helped me if I did the bulk wine bottling. Okay. Um. You know, and do it in hundreds, and it's so funny because everyone's like, oh, this is so much fun. Help me bottling the wine with the whole assembly line. And then about 20 minutes, we're like, okay, I'm done.
1: <laughs> this is work. Yeah.
2: It's, it's no more fun. It's not yeah. fun anymore. Yeah, it's not
1: fun anymore, MJ. <laughs> yeah. Don't invite me next exactly. time.
2: Because <laughs> I thought, ooh, wine bottling party. You know, everybody that I knew, you know, this is my first our, uh No one is really in the business. Right. And so people were just so happy when I purchased the business.
1: Have you gotten any media coverage uh, historically here in Orange County? No, you know, and that's really
2: my focus. I realized that I got so caught up in trying to be working in the business that I really need to focus strategically and saying, how do I focus on getting more PR and media? Right. Such as a show like this. Right. And it's amazing. So I thank you so much for even inviting me. Our pleasure. And, um, I think that's one of the things that the other challenge when you have a small business is how do I, how do you get the word out? Right. How do you get, you know, your referrals and so forth? So having those type of, uh, wine tasting events, um, you know, brings me a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. So like in May, this, or in May, I have a, a event called Women and Wine in celebration of Mother's Day. Mm. So we're going to have most of the women uh-huh. uh, attend this. And then in June, I'll let you know, I'm going to have like barbecue and wine cuz okay. you know it's Father's Day. So right. then we have a lot of couples that come and a lot of more of the male you know that come. So every month I have to be creative and think of how, what's the the draw I want to have the clientele okay. that I'm either lacking or want more of mm-hmm. and how do I get people in my venue? Well,
1: you have a you have a great marketing mind.
2: Thank you it's you spend a lot of time <laughs> on that it's that's the lifeblood of the exactly. business right yeah yeah because i can't sit there and that's what we were you know at the very beginning it's like well where's all the people <laughs> this is a great business we <laughs> were here i have because yeah. when people walk in they're you know baffled of how amazing this business is and the concept because there's not that many people you know businesses like that you either have a hotel or a restaurant right. that you you rent out space so people are like, "Wow, this is such a great concept! Why aren't you busy every day?" but it's people didn't know about right. my business
1: so when you walk in the door of the wine artist and I'm talking with MJ Hong who's the owner uh, entrepreneur behind it what what would we experience? Just give us a verbal sense of your facility
2: um, you are just walking into it's a very Tuscan theme the colors are you know gold maroon. Um, very winery theme
1: Uh
2: and I have it sectioned off in three different areas so when you walk in I have some couches and some like a a, my atmosphere I wanted for people to say you can I welcome to my home so when you first walk in I have a lot of looks like a living room okay atmosphere okay Okay. because of I want people just to have a, a welcoming environment when they first walk in the door. Then after you get uh, past that ex- uh, environment, then you kind of go to the main hub, which is kind of the bar area. Mm-hmm. And during events, that's where everybody hangs out with, right? right? Just like any other party right. where the alcohol is. Right. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So then we have that uh, with the high bar tables. Okay. And then in the back, we have some big lower tables, like a um, like a banquet type of uh, square mm-hmm. tables. And that's where we have the wine balling, um, activity, if we had that, and where all the food is. And so when people walk in, it's just more of a nice, not a, a one big space like in a conference room where it's right. a white wall in one big area. It's kind of broken down into three areas. So when we have mixers or um, events, people fill the um, the room. It's very um, conducive to kind of a mixer and fun environment, mm-hmm. and they can mingle.
1: Sounds like it's that. I'm gonna I, I'm you have make, to come yeah, you yeah definitely I want to have come to, to the cooking definitely. class my wife and I are oh, we looking that. for I would things love, like that to okay. do we're empty nesters now so you know do you have got, a special
2: theme or anything that you'd like to cook
1: uh, I'd love to learn how to make sushi
2: Oh, okay. I have a sushi class. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so Say no more. Yeah, I will, I will. Uh, the April one is full, but I'm going to put what, another one in about June or so, so okay. I will let you know, and you, you and your wife can... Put me on your mail yeah,
1: list. Do you definitely. have a mail yes, list I do. for this? Okay. Yes, I do. Can people find this kind of information out from your website? Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about your website in, in a couple minutes uh, at the end of the show. You'll know the show's over, ladies and gentlemen. For those loyal listeners, you know the last question. Tell me how they find you online, but we're not there yet, MJ. What do you see the business becoming Where do you want to take your business?
2: I think of what I realized in the last couple of years, kind of doing the teaching and and cooking. I really love that. I really love the educational component. So because of the name, like the wine artist, I see myself doing a lot of educational seminars and and series and doing shows. Okay. um, Whether it's a podcast about wine pairing or cheese and wine pairing or just giving education on wine or doing an actual television show. Because I have this great venue that I can record. Right, a you lot do. of different shows. And, and this is, I feel like I'm finally ready to okay. take my business to the next level. And that's how I'm going to get more exposure right. is as you know, podcast, YouTube and so forth. You need to kind of put yourself out there oh. You need to get the exposure. So that's where I see the transition happening a little okay. bit
1: more. And as you do that again, your marketing mind at work, give you credit for that. Do you ever see yourself having a need for more than one facility or I would to, love
2: that, but okay. I want to make sure that I succeed and, and right. you know, one, I think a lot of times people have one and then start opening a bunch of different franchises. You know, I want to hit it out of the park and succeed and have a great success story and then make sure I have all my lessons learned before I go to number two or right. anything else.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it, it's more than twice the work at <laughs> exactly. second place. Exactly,
2: right. can, exactly, yeah. and I'm yeah. still not there. I still feel like I'm still new okay. in this entrepreneurial endeavor and yeah. um, I still have a lot to learn and you know, I love meeting people like yourself and other people who can kind of uh, guide me in the right. right direction of meeting some people along the way.
1: Here's Help what I, I'm taking quite a bit away from the interview today with MJ Hong, who is the owner of The Wine Artist. But one of the key things is in a business like yours, which I personally would be worried about because I, I've never been in a business where I'm not out bringing people to me. Mm-hmm. You've done great things to bring people to you such that once they're there, they come back. And that, I think, for people who have a bricks and mortar facility, mm-hmm. is the key. Which is why location, location, location yeah, is what exactly. they, what they, and when you don't have location, 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 yeah. you can still be very successful, but you have to think differently.
2: Yeah, and I'm, if I don't have an event, um, even though I have family at home, you know, they understand I'm out networking. I can't just sit home and think, oh, when's the next customer coming in, right? right? So I either have to come up with some marketing ideas to draw people in. Or I am attending different networking events and, and telling people about my business. Um, one of the things that I realize is instead of trying to search for the end customer, one of the things I really want to switch uh, this year is finding some strategic partners and alliances. Right, right. That's going to be my key. It's right. kind of like if you're a wedding, you know, wedding industry. Instead of chasing the bride, chase the people who have all the brides in front of them.
3: Right, one so, to many.
2: Yeah. So what I really want to do is not just to network to network because that's what I was doing. I was all over the place. I wasn't really strategic on my exactly. networking efforts because you just exhausting. want to be out there. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's so much. I'm it's so much. entertaining every day at work. I have to also entertain when I'm out. <laughs> it's exhausting. It so exciting. I thought, you know, I want to just meet some key people that maybe have the same ideal clients as myself. Right. So if it's corporate, HR, you know, uh, coaches, any, anybody that has their ideal clients, and then how can we make it a win-win situation? How can we help each other? Because right. um, it's not all about me. One of the things I learned, I learned, we talked about Terry earlier, is how can I give? And eventually you get, some, you know, right. it, it comes back in different ways. Right.
1: If you genuinely give because you just want to help somebody mm-hmm. out, yeah, it, life pays you back. Yeah, so Carmel. I don't
2: go around now and saying, hey, if my card book event, you know, book an event, book an event, yeah. it's just more, I'm really more strategic now and trying to find the right people that we can help each other hmm. and see how I can help them. Kind of, how can I help you mentality first? Right. And then you surround yourself people with the same type of mentality. Yeah, if you pay
1: it forward; it comes back. You Definitely. know. And MJ, your idea of doing a podcast and a YouTube channel. I think having a high profile for yourself as the owner, because the name as well, the wine artist, you can be that individual. Exactly. I mean, it really can hel- yeah. help. The brand. That's my
2: goal. Eventually, is idea. even if I don't have a physical venue, brick and mortar, I become the wine artist. Yes.
1: You can take that the rest of your life. Exactly. And you're a young lady. You could be doing this for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. You heard that here first on Critical Mass Radio Show. Okay, MJ Hong, how does somebody find you online? They want to learn more about your cooking classes, your venue, the other things that you're doing. How do they find you online? So our
2: website is thewineartist.com. And if you want to email me, you can just email at info at thewineartist.com, and you'll see all the events that we have, the cooking classes and um, everything else, all the other services that we offer.
1: Well, you've convinced me to try your facility. I can't wait for June when we're going to learn to cook sushi. Deborah, hopefully you're listening now and (laughs) you're putting that down on your calendar, my dear. Thank you for being a great guest. thank you. A friend of the program. Welcome to our community. Thank
2: you so much. It's been
1: a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's been all ours. I'm so happy in a way. Although Ed McClements was going to be our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately he had a schedule conflict, and so we're going to pick up Edward McClements, Jr., Senior Vice President of Barclay Insurance and Risk Management, at a later date this year. He's a repeat guest. He came uh, the first time to explain Obamacare, and he did such a great job, we the affordable care act we ask him to come back and give us an update so don't go anywhere when we have ed we'll let you know stay tuned and if you want to get our newsletter which we publish every week crystal nunley our producer does just go to our website critical mass for business and you'll see register for the newsletter we make it very simple uh this show is designed to help you ceos of middle market companies and entrepreneurs to improve your decision-making skills i'd like to thank our advertisers Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and Center Club of Costa Mesa. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is our producer. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Asia Celestino is our social media manager. Our live events coordinator is Melissa Padani. And our VP of sales is Rose Chimura. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, our CEO peer groups, and the other things that we do, visit our website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
0: You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi,